You're listening to Trinity Fremont's Sermon Podcast, where you can hear God's Word preached each and every week. Our purpose at Trinity is to raise up Christ's followers in our families and in our communities. We pray that as you listen to this week's sermon, you'll be encouraged and equipped to live out your faith in all that you do. Imagine with me that it's, it's been a long day. Uh, you've been inundated by people and noise, and finally it comes to the end of the day and everybody else is asleep. The house is quiet, all the electronics are turned off, and it's just peace, quiet. Maybe even you've, you've turned the lights down or turned them off altogether, and you just sit in that emptiness, sit in that quiet, sit in that peacefulness. But then something breaks that peace. The sound of scurrying feet. Maybe it's a mouse or a spider or my, my preferred, a cockroach. Oh, or, or maybe it's, not the, maybe it's not the scurrying feet that breaks the silence. Maybe it's the buzzing of wings and there's a fly just flying around your head, or or a mosquito that is looking for its next dinner, or a bee that just won't leave you alone. And so as these things are are breaking your silence, as these things are, are breaking that peacefulness, what is it that you want to do to that? Or what is it that you want to go wake your spouse up to do to that? You want to you kill it, right? Kill it. And not just kill it, because you know that when there's one mouse, there's more. You know that when there's one cockroach, he's not alone. And so not only do you want it killed, but you need traps out everywhere to make sure that none of those earthly, creepy crawlies are going to disturb your peace anymore. Well, if that's, if that's how we respond to the earthly creepy crawlies in our house, how do we respond to the earthly desires that sneak into our lives? Our text today from Colossians 3 starts that if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Just a reminder again, we were in Colossians 2 last week. Uh, this is Paul writing to the Colossian church, and he's reminding them of their identity, reminding them of of who they are in Christ. And so, uh, uh, for the last couple weeks, we've used this phrase that that your doing flows out of your receiving. And I just want to change that a little bit today to help us focus our time. Uh, Today, I want you to think that your doing flows out of your identity, who you are. So again, we read from Colossians 3, verse 1, if then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. If you have been raised with Christ, again, this is Paul writing to the Colossian church, and he's already talked about what it means to have been raised with Christ. We talked about it last week in Colossians 2, verse 12, and we we come in in the middle of the sentence here, but but he says, you've been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also 
raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. Today, Isaac was buried with Christ, but he was not left there, right? He was buried with Christ and raised with him through faith. What Paul is saying here is because of your identity, because of of the identity that, that Christ has placed on you, you know, the, at the very beginning of the service, I, I got up here, I put my hands like this, and I said some words. And as I said those words, a number of your arms just instinctively made a motion. As I said the words in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, a number of your arms went to your forehead and to your belly button and then across your shoulders right? Not as a sign of piety, not not as a sign to to show all those around us that I'm better than you, but as a reminder of your baptism. Isaac today, as, as he came right before the waters of baptism flowed over his head, he received the sign of the cross on his forehead and above his heart to mark him as one redeemed by Christ the crucified. And so every time we are welcomed into God's house by His name, we're reminded of the name that He placed on us in our baptisms. We're reminded of the faith that He has given to us. And we're reminded of the identity of who we are, that you are a child of God. And then Paul says, if you have been raised with Christ, if you have been buried with Him in baptism and and raised to new life in faith, if this is your identity, then this is how you are called to live. So he spends the rest of this section reminding the people of, uh, of of the Colossian church of how they were called to live. And he starts with a list of, uh, of do nots, the what not to do's. He says, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these things, the wrath of God is coming. In these, you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away. Anger, and wrath, and malice, and slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. And do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices. So, so Paul gives us a list of things that we're called to, to put off. Now, this is not an exhaustive list. When Paul gives us lists, uh, he, he gives us a lot of things, and maybe some of the things that the, the Colossian church were struggling with, but this is not an exhaustive list. But I want you to look at this list, the list of, of things that he he, he mentions in his put-off list. It says, put off sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetousness, idolatry, anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk, and lying. And as you look at this list, I'm sure there are some of those things that you're thinking, wow, those are the bad sins. But I'm guessing at the same time you're looking at some of them going, eh, it's not that bad, is it? Obscene talk. You know, if I just drop a few four-letter words while I'm in the garage and no one's around, that's not that big of a deal, is it? Or covetousness. Maybe it's not that big of a deal to drive around in, in the nice neighborhoods just to see what the other side looks like, lives like. And it's not that bad to just drive around and really wish that we had that house or really wish that we had that pool or really wish that we had that car. That's not that big of a deal, is it? Or so what if I get really mad? 
right? I, I get really mad, I blow off some steam, and then I'm fine. That's, that's fine, right? So I want you to look, what is it for you that as you look at it, you go, eh, that's probably the least bad. Well, as you pick that one out, I'm going to go out on a limb, and I might be wrong about this, but, but it was the one that I thought of as I was looking at it, or the ones. The, the ones that don't seem as bad as I look at them on the list are probably the ones that you struggle with. Because they're the ones that I struggle with. Because it's a lot easier to look at those people with their sins, their big bad sins, but, but the ones that I struggle with, they're not that big of a deal, are they? So, again, pick that one that seems the least bad. And what does, what does Paul tell you to do with that sin? Kill it! Right? He wants you to kill it! Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. Because where there's one mouse, where there's one cockroach, others are sure to follow. Right? Paul says, continuing, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and put, have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of his creator, right? Off with the old and on with the new. I know when I, when I go work out uh, and get all sweaty or if I'm working out in the yard or in the garage or something that I just get sweaty and dusty and dirty, I love to come home. And one of the first things that I do when I get home is just to get the sweaty clothes off. But it can't stop there. Otherwise, it would be really awkward for the rest of my family and then all of, the, all of you too, right? Uh, I have to put on the new, right? Off with the old and on with the new. So Paul says, after you've put off the earthly desires in you, then put on Christ. He says, put on then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body. And be thankful. Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with, thanks, uh, with thankfulness in your heart to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do it. Do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. All right, so we had our list of put-offs. Paul gives us, again, a list of put-ons. Again, not, not an exhaustive list, but here's what it looks like to put on Christ, compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, forgiveness, love, thankfulness. So again, I want you to look at these, and I want you to pick one that you can focus on putting on this week. Pick one. But as you do that, be specific, right? Don't just say, I I'm going to love a little bit more this week, or I'm going to be a little more patient this week. 
Maybe something like, I am going to love my spouse better this week by putting the toilet seat down every time. Or I'm going to be patient with my spouse this week every single time he leaves the toilet seat up. Be specific, right? How are you going to love? How are you going to be patient? How are you going to show compassion? How are you going to be humble? But all of this, all of this, these lists, again, the put-offs, the put-ons, all of these are, are, are couched under what Paul says earlier, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Right? This is not a list of moral improvements. This is not a self-help list that if I just didn't do these things and I just did these things, then I'd be a good person and, and everything would be okay. If I just didn't do these things and I did these things, then Jesus would look at me and smile. It's not because I do these things. It's because I have been buried and raised with Christ in baptism. Right? And, and then it's Jesus working to conform you to His image, right? You have been, as you have received faith, you have been clothed in the robes of Christ's righteousness, right? He has put on, the Father has put on Jesus. So, so when the Father looks at you, He sees Jesus. He sees perfection. But then as Jesus has been put on you, as you have been clothed in the robes of Christ's righteousness, then the Spirit works to conform you to His image so that when others see you, they see Jesus as well. And what does that look like? Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Uh, above all these, put on love which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called to, in, in one body. And be thankful. Let the Word of Christ dwell richly in you, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and, and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your heart to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Right? You have been made new. Right? The, the, the Spirit is working in your life. As you are clothed in the robes of Christ's righteousness, you have been made new. And now the Spirit is working to conform you to the image of Jesus. And so as you are conformed to that image, may you put off, may you kill those earthly evil desires. And may you put on compassion and kindness and humility and meekness and patience and forgiveness and thankfulness and love. Amen? Amen. Let's pray.